It's time. It's time. Passcode accepted. Downloading the Down South IT Podcast. Hello, everybody. Glad to have you with me. This is the Down South IT Podcast. My name is Clark. Today's episode, we're going to talk about some things that your tablet or your phone might be able to do that you didn't even know it could do. So we're going to get through some hidden features, and they're not specific to Android or Apple, but we're going to go through a few of both. If you want to go through some of the the entire list, if you want to go back and read some of these, or if you want to see the articles, of course, they're going to be on the show prep on the website, downsouthitpodcast.com. Right underneath the embedded player, click the show prep link. You'll be right there, and you can just click on episode 811. And after you check that out, you can peruse the rest of the website and see all kinds of cool stuff. Anything and everything having to do with the podcast is right there at your fingertips. Also, if you go to the website, you'll notice that I have a link right that pops up whenever you first go to it that you get to pick next week's episode, well, not next week, but the next final episode for the finale of this season, you get to pick the topic. All you have to do is click that link that shows up right whenever the the homepage pops up. You can go right there, click the little button right next to the topic you want to hear about and hit submit. It's that easy. Don't even have to put an email or anything. Nothing like that. I just want to hear to see what you want me to talk about for the finale upcoming. And then, of course, after the finale, I'll be taking my usual summer break and be coming back on August 16th. So that'll be the premiere episode of season nine. And if there are some worthwhile things that pop up in between now and then, of course, I will be doing my two cents episodes. So look out for those during the summer break. But next episode is going to be the season finale, and that will be on June 7th. So look for that coming up here in the next couple of weeks. And then again, the next season premiere, season nine, will premiere on August 16th. So I'll be taking a few weeks off for the summer. Normal thing that I normally do, so it's it's nothing out of your ordinary. Get to rest and recharge and come back for the new season hyped and ready to go. So let's jump right into the fun stuff. And basically what I was thinking was, there are a lot of things that our phones and tablets and computers and everything else that they're programmed for or have the hardware to do, but we don't think about it really all that often. And it's not something we normally look at when we're getting a new device. So you're getting a new phone, you're looking at a new tablet, something like that. You're not really concerned about some of the things that I'm gonna talk about today. You're gonna be concerned more of the screen size, the screen type, the camera, how how many megapixels does it have? How big of a battery does it have? You know, the what CPU does it have? You're going to look at those types of things. And those are very reasonable things to choose a new device for. I'm not knocking those at all. I, that's how I choose a lot of mine. But what I'm going to talk about today are some things that you might not know that your devices can actually do, but are actually kind of cool. And something along these lines may be something you want to use later on down the road. 
So first thing is gonna be split screen apps. Did you know most tablets and phones, uh, Android and iPhone, can both run two apps at the same time? You can do it on a tablet, you can do it on a phone. Of course, depending on what device you have as to how you actually get around to do it. Some Samsungs are a little bit different. A lot of the Motorola's are a little bit different. iPhone, iPad, are of course, are gonna be different. I do have an article linked in the show prep that you can go take a look at that'll explain how to do it not only on Android, but on iPhones as well. And it's kind of a cool thing. So you can actually be texting and still watch a video at the same time. It's not something that's very in demand. It was a few years back, believe it or not. This was like kind of the big thing. Whenever the phones kept getting really big, you had the Note series that was just a huge phone. Even some of the foldable phones that they have out now are really touting being able to run split screen apps and different things like that. So it's the bigger the phone, the more real estate you have to be able to do stuff like this. So if you have a smaller phone, it's probably not worth your while. But it is something that if, you know, in a pinch you need to use, it's not a bad thing to know how to do. So that you can always look up. Like I said, it's on the show prep on the website. You can go take a look at it and see if that's something you might want to do. Next up is FM radio. We listen to the radio in our cars a lot. I know I do. And believe it or not, not, well, not every phone, but lots of phones have a specific chip in the hardware that will let you get FM radio. You can listen to FM radio. Now, granted, you do have to have wired earphones for this. So if your phone does not have the three and a half millimeter headphone jack, you probably don't have this chip. But if you do have a headphone jack, it might be something worthwhile to do. You can listen to your regular radio stations that you would normally listen to in your car on your phone. It does not use your data when you do this because it's using your ear, earphones, your headphone wires and everything as a makeshift antenna. So you're not using any data. So if you just wanna to listen to the radio and not use any data or anything like that, you can do it. It's very easy to do. Most phones that have the capability also have an FM radio app or something similar to that. So if you can look through your app drawer and see if you actually have something along that line as a base app that came with the phone. If you do, chances are you probably have that chip in your phone and you can listen to free radio. And while you're doing that, you might be able to pick up some of those concert tickets that you were trying to get. Next up is the IP rating. Not many people think about this. The, you see it all the time in a lot of the advertising with phones nowadays because everything is a sealed phone or a sealed tablet. So you, they always advertise a lot of the IP rating, which is an ingress protection rating. That's what it means. Basically, it, it, the, depending on the rating is how much dust and water can get into the device. How sealed up is the device? That's basically what it is. So usually the higher the IP rating, the more resistant to water or dust or whatever it is that that device is going to be from you know getting those kind of things into it. A lot of phones nowadays start off at least with an IP50 rating, which that kind of basically blocks out most of the dust and is kind of splash proof. There are a few other ones that are floating around for say earbuds and different things like that that are mainly for like a sweat rating 
or you know if you jo- happen to jog you can jog in a, a light rain and it not mess up your electronics so those are a little bit different i do have a link to an ip chart that'll give you the entire list of ip ratings and it'll actually give you what it is for dust what it is for water and it'll kind of go through the entire list it's actually a cool thing to kind of read and see how it's all broken down and that too is on the show prep down south um like i said most phones are going to start around the ip50 rating which is at least most most of the dust is going to be filtered out standard kind of at this point is either an ip65 or 67 maybe an ip68 which is blocks all dust and will let the phone or whatever it happens to be the tablet be submerged in water for you know a a certain period of time so that's kind of where that stands right now it's not something like i said that most people think about when they're getting a phone but it is something that most phones do come with now and just to be able to know okay if this is 65 this is what that means if it's a 68 this is what that means it goes way higher than 65 and 68 believe it or not so there are a lot more protections that you could get you know in a phone but i don't believe that it would be warranted with an electronic device for some of the stuff that they talk about so if you do want to check that out again it's on the show prep you can go check that out next up is sending an emergency text with one hand now this actually will take a little bit of setting up because if you're on an Android device, you have to set up a Google Assistant routine. Or if you're on an iPhone, they have the health app that's built into the Apple devices and you still have to go and set it up. But basically what you can do is once it's all set up, you can set your Google Assistant or Siri that you hit that button with one hand and you say whatever phrase you want it to be say sos or you know code blue or whatever it is it'll automatically send an emergency text to somebody that you want to send it to now granted this won't replace a 911 call if it's a true emergency that's always should be first and foremost but in certain situations they could be very handy so if it's something that sounds like it may be of use to you Again, check the show prep and check the links on that page. And it does explain a little bit better on how to set some of that stuff up. And like I said, they could be a lifesaver at some point, but it will never truly beat 911. Next up is using night mode. Now, most phones and tablets have either a night mode or a sunset mode. Most, most have something along that line. They may call it something different. And what it basically does is it changes the colors from that cool blue color or a strictly white color that LEDs give off. And it filters out a lot of the blue light and it will change it to a warm amber color. Blue light is especially bad whenever you're looking at a screen all day. If you do it too much, your eyes will strain, you'll get headaches. If you use your phone or your tablet late at night, that blue light will actually stimulate your brain and it'll make it harder for you to go to sleep. So turning on night mode, you know, around seven, eight o'clock, that will actually help and filter out, like I said, that blue light that will stimulate your, your brain. A lot of phones and tablets, this setting is going to be in the display section of the settings. Some devices will have a shortcut in the notification tray. So if you swipe down from the top, They'll already have an icon there. All you do is hit that and it'll automatically change your colors. 
So that makes it really easy to do it. There are some phones and tablets that allow you to do it automatically. So automatically at sunset or a specified time, it'll automatically change to that setting. So if you do happen to use your phone late at night, you can more easily go to sleep. Next up is custom vibration alerts. Most people know you can change your ringtones. You can have different ringtones for different people. You can have different notification tones for different things, you know, whatever app you happen to use. But within that same menu of changing your ringtone, you can also change the vibration alert. So you can actually have a custom vibration alert for a specific app, for a specific person, however you want to set it up. But that way, even if you have your phone on mute or if you have it on vibrate, if you're at a movie or something, when your phone goes off, you can feel it and you'll recognize that vibration pattern so you know exactly what it is. If it's an email, if it's something from Facebook, if it's somebody calling you, if it's a specific person calling you, you'll be able to know just from the pattern. This could actually be handy if you work at an office that they really don't want you on your phone all the time. You know, you can have your phone in your pocket and then that way you know if somebody, you recognize the vibration calls you, you can pull it out real quick and excuse yourself and go do what you have to do, take care of that phone call. But if it's something that you know is normal, a email or something like that, you don't have to worry about it and you can just leave your phone in your pocket. It's a very handy thing to do. The only bad thing is once you set it up, you have to learn what those combinations are so you can recognize them whenever they do actually go off. So that may take a little bit of getting used to, but once you do, you're off to the races. Next up is moving your cursor while you're typing. Now, Android and iPhone finally both got on the same page with this not long ago, and they both have the basically the same idea. If you're typing something and you mistype, and instead of hitting backspace 15 times to wipe out an entire word or an entire sentence to go back and fix one typing error, all you have to do is press and hold on your space bar and then slide to the left or right, and that'll move your cursor. When Android finally brought this, I believe it was an Android 9, they finally brought this to, to fruition and started letting everybody use it. I didn't think I would use it as much as I actually do. And I have fat fingers, and I fat fingered my keyboard all the time on my phone. So I'm constantly spelling stuff wrong. This helps a lot. It really does. And like I said, I, I didn't really think I would ever use this as much as I actually do because I was of the habit of, okay, I misspelled this word, kind of get it close, and then just delete the entire word and then go for and just retype everything else. It was, I know a lot of y'all the same way, but trust me, this will help you a lot. And it'll, it's a lot faster than having to go back and go do all that kind of stuff too. Now for my friends with Motorola phones, this one's just for you. Did you know there are a couple of gestures that you could use while you're holding your phone that are actually quick links to various things? There are two that I know I used I, in fact, I still use religiously with my Motorola phone. The first one is the twist. Just holding your phone in your hand like you normally do and just twist it at your wrist. And if you do it twice, and you do it, it's, it's kind of a quick mo motion, but if you just you know twist your wrist real quick a couple of times, it'll actually open up your camera. It doesn't matter if your phone is locked. If you're in something else, it doesn't matter. You do that little twist and your, your camera's gonna come up. 
So it is a very handy thing to do. The other really handy one is if you do a chop. So if you do kind of a chopping motion holding your phone, it'll actually turn the flashlight on. You do it again, you turn, you do it twice, it'll turn it on. You do it two more times, it'll turn it off. Very handy if all you have is one hand and all you need is a little bit of light for just one second, it's a lifesaver. Just a couple of chops, turn your light on, see what you need to see, chop it a couple of more times, turns it off, put the phone right back in your pocket, you're good to go. Very cool thing. I really wish a lot more phones would do stuff like this. But as far as right now, Motorola is the only one. They do have a couple of other gestures for some other things that they have, but those really aren't quite as useful, so I'm not going to mention them. Next up is Spotlight Search on iPhone. So this one's just going to be on iPhone and iPad. If you swap, swipe down from the top of your screen, except for the right side, you got to do kind of in the middle or the left, because if you do it on the right side, that'll bring up your control center with your other toggles and different things. So if you do it from the swipe down, it'll let you search right from the notification menu and you don't even have to open your phone. Everything is done right then and there, instant search. Don't have to even open up your phone or unlock your phone. You can do it strictly from that. So if you just need to look up something right quick, that is probably by far and away the quickest way to go. I kind of wish Android would do that now, but not that I actually read about it. <laughs> That's kind of a cool feature. So yes, I admit Android does have a couple of things that lack to iPhone. I will give you that. But we also have some things that are one-upped on them. So yeah, it evens out. Next up is another iPhone only thing is using back taps. And I don't know if you know what back taps are, but if you have an iPhone, I believe it's a 12 or later, you can use back tap controls and you can set up either two finger or three finger taps to just tap the back of your phone and use it almost like a capacitive button to turn on custom actions. So you can have like two button, if you tap two fingers, it'll turn your flashlight on. If you do three, it'll open up your camera. But you have some things that you can actually, you can actually set what you want it to do. So that's also a very cool feature that I wish a lot of other phones would do. There some do with the like a power button where you can double tap the power button and do the same thing. My Pixel, for for instance, if I double tap the the power button on it, the camera will open. So certain things like that you can, but you really can't program it on a Pixel. On a iPhone, you can. You can program what you want each one to be, which I find is a lot more handy and is going to be a lot more intuitive since you get to set it up. Next up is going to be one for our Android brethren. Notification logs. I know you're probably just like me and you see a bunch of things in the morning and it's a ton of notifications you got overnight and you just go swipe, 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 be done with it and clear them off. Some people don't do this. They just live with all their notifications and that, that irks me a little bit, but to each his own. So clear it off, clear it off. And then all of a sudden on while one's disappearing, it's something like from your bank. And you don't remember what it said, but you want to know what it said. There's an easy way to go back and get that. Now, in, in Android, what you get basically have to do is you go and you long press your home screen. You set up a widget. And they actually have a system icon that you can set up as a widget. And once you set it up, it'll give you the option of a lot of different options of what you want that icon to be. 
And one of those choices is your notification log. You can click on that. It'll set it up as a, it's an icon, but technically it's a widget. And what it does is when you click that, it'll bring up all your past notifications. So you can go through and look at each one and see what it was and whether or not it was actually worth getting rid of or if it's something you have to go back and look at again. So granted, when you do this, you can't actually click on it and like go into the app and go see what it was, you know, what that specific thing it was notifying you for. But at least you'll be able to read it and go back into whatever app it happens to be, say it was your bank or something. Then you can go back into that app and do what you have to do. But at least this way, it gives you the option to go back and go see it. Otherwise, you would have just swiped it off and lost it. I've used this a lot, especially in the morning. Like I said, you just start swiping just to clear off everything. And the one time you, you swipe a little too fast because you didn't read it, that's the one you actually have to go back and go read. So it's very handy. Like I said, if you have uh, Android, very handy to do and very easy to set up. And it will save you a lot of time and headache if you do set it up. And last but not least is look away. Now, granted, not every device has this, but most of them have something to this effect, at least nowadays. And what it is, is while you're looking at your device, it will either not let the screen go to sleep, or if you happen to be watching a video, it'll keep the video playing. But as soon as you look up, it'll pause the video, or it'll if you put the phone down and not looking at it, it'll let the screen go to sleep. So basically you can watch your entire, whatever video you're watching or whatever you happen to be doing, if you're just scrolling Facebook or whatever, and you won't have to, if you happen to stop for two seconds and you know, all of a sudden you look down and your phone's off because it went to sleep. It's kind of a handy thing to have, especially if you watch a lot of videos and stuff like that, especially being that if you look up to talk to somebody, it'll automatically pause it. And then whenever you look back down, it'll start playing again. So it is something kind of, kind of interesting it might not be something that you want to have set up all the time but again that may be something that's right up your alley and there we have it that's my list 12 things that you might not know that your device could do that it probably can now if you want to go back over the list again or if you want to get a little bit more in depth with some of these things check out the show prep on the website downsouthitpodcast.com everything will be right there Again, underneath the embedded player, look for the show prep link, and it's episode 811. You can go check that out and read up everything that you wanted to hear about it, and like I said, follow along if you really want to. But I will go ahead and end it here, just like I always do. Paraphrase from Elbert Hubbard, technology can replace the work of many people, but it can never replace the work of one extraordinary person. So go out and be extraordinary today. Thank you all for listening. I love you. I'll see you right back here on the season finale of the Down South IT Podcast. I'll see you next time. Later. Later.